You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello, and welcome to episode 58 of the Soulforge podcast. Welcome to the Soulforge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey everyone, I'm your host Sean, and it's going to be a rare solo show. I know that in the past few weeks I've had a lot of guests and uh, contributors to the show, and this week I've decided to uh, go it alone and see what transpires. So I was thinking a lot this past week what the episode should be about. I think I've come up with something pretty interesting. It might be a little bit divisive. It's, uh, it's, it's not uh, something that I have to worry about being politically correct about or anything like that. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, I got another new microphone this past weekend. And how does it sound? Amazon was having a sale. It was a $30 microphone and they had it for $6 off. It's got a pop filter and a little fuzz cover over the microphone thingy. So hopefully... You won't pick up any uh, breathing sounds or any outside interference. It's supposed to be a unidirectional thing. And uh, I gave it a couple tests before I started recording, and it seems like it's okay. I assume that if you don't like it, you're going to email me at soulforgepodcast at gmail.com to let me know. Give me some feedback. Or much like our good buddy Richard does, you'll leave a comment on the episode link. And last week... When I was speaking with Katie about uh, unrealistic beauty standards, I got an excellent series of responses from Richard from Australia, and I suggest going to the Facebook page for Soul Forge Podcast and reading what he had to write. A lot of good insights, as he always has. So Richard, thank you for that. So what are we talking about this week? We're talking about soulmates and intimacy. Actually, you can probably tell that because of the title of the episode, However, I haven't uh, titled it yet, and I haven't edited it yet, and I haven't posted it. Of course, as you're listening to it, that's all been done. Let's get right into it. Why are we talking about soulmates and whatnot? Uh, because we haven't really covered it yet. Uh, this is the Soul Forge podcast. I thought we should talk about souls and intimacy and all that entails. I was looking up a bunch of definitions on the web just to see what people had to say about soulmates and uh, there was a lot of different conflicting information and different kinds. There's your platonic soulmate, there's your best friend soulmate, there's your lover soulmate. But I came across a definition of what a soulmate is by an American writer by the name of Richard Bach, and he said, a soulmate is someone who has locks that fit our keys and keys to fit our locks. When we feel safe enough to open the locks, our truest selves step out and we can be completely and honestly who we are. Now what's better than that, right? Being exactly who we are? 
it's it's rare, but it shouldn't be rare that we can be our truest, most open selves with someone. And, and when you feel comfortable enough to do that, perhaps that is your soulmate, if Richard Bach's definition can be considered the definitive one. Can it? I'm going to say that it is, because I like it. Locks, keys, souls, yeah, it's all great. So I was thinking about uh, the soulmates that I may have had in my life. Can you have more than one? I think you can, especially if uh, one is your platonic friend, one is your lover, and one is uh, whatever else, right? So um, let me think. I think the first time that I felt that I had a soulmate, uh, it was just a very brief encounter, and I never quite felt this way about anybody before in my life. Was it a soulmate? I don't know. I never saw her again. But uh, let me set the scene for you. I might have been, I'm going to say 11 years old, but it could have been a couple years either side. And my dad had taken me and my brother to, I believe, Bell Point Beach, just outside of uh, Sault Ste. Marie. There were um, watercraft races and a bunch of barbecue stuff going on. I don't even remember the details because this is a long time ago, probably about, well, give or take 30 years ago. So anyway, uh, a bunch of his friends were there and their kids were there. And uh, one of the kids was a girl about my age. And uh, we started playing on the monkey bars or whatever we were doing and talking. And it felt like we had known each other forever. I just felt some kind of uh, deep affinity for her. This was before Facebook, before cell phones and all that good stuff. So there was no way that I could... uh, keep track of this girl. I don't even remember what her name was, but we played all afternoon and we talked and it was such a deep conversation for an 11 year old self to have. Can't remember what we talked about. All I remember when it comes right down to it is the feeling that I had. Did we both talk about it? Did we, did we talk about the feeling? Uh, I remember telling her that it felt like I'd known her forever. And I think she said the same thing. I, I, I wish I had a recording of it. I wish I could go back in time and just peek in on my younger self and see exactly what had happened and what we had talked about. But it was just this most remarkable feeling. Never had anything quite like that. And you could almost call it magical. And of course, the day was over and I didn't even think to ask her for her phone number, which was stupid. My dad was no help in tracking her down because, well, who knows why, I don't remember, but uh, he he wasn't always the most helpful sort when it came to that kind of thing. But anyway, I lost track of her, never saw her again. Very sad turn of events. Uh, The next time I felt something like that, it was really strange. It was first year university, and me and my buddies were sitting around our dorm room, and the windows were open, and this girl walked by, and she was in some of my classes, and we never had anything much to talk about, but she walked by. I just said to my uh, to my buddies there, I said, that girl and I are connected on a deep fundamental level. It was, it was the weirdest thing. It was just this flash that went by like, holy crap, there's, there's something here. And, and of course there wasn't. I, I didn't talk to her. I remember her name was Bray Ball. It was a strange name. It was just, it was like that feeling again that I had when I was 11. But it was, it was instant. And then it was gone. And even when I saw her in class later, the feeling wasn't there. So I, I don't know what that was. It was just like a bolt out of the blue kind of a thing. Just so strange. So I'm not going to consider Bray uh, my soulmate. It was just an instant flash connection. It was very weird, very strange. 
I can't even describe it. And I don't even know why I had it. Because I'd seen her lots before and lots after. And it was just that one afternoon when she was walking by our house. So, does it mean anything? Probably not. I, I might have been drinking that day and that might have been part of it. A long time ago, can't remember. But uh, anyway, let's talk about intimacy. Speaking of my dad, uh, he has this, I guess you'd call it way with words. Uh, I'm not sure where he got the expression from, but he said, if you break down the word intimacy, break it down further, and it means into me you see. And when he told me that, I thought, you know what, that's kind of profound in a way. Uh, I'm I'm sure he got it from somewhere, but uh, into me you see. I see into you, you see into me, intimacy. And I had a couple instances of intimacy, but not soulmate connection in university as well. Uh, there was uh, a friend of mine in second year university named Laura, and we were just uh, sitting down in the dorm talking about life and all kinds of stuff that you talk about when you're uh, like 20 years old and you're feeling all philosophical and adult-like because you're away at school. And uh, I just had this, this flash of intimacy, and I said, you know what? You love Sesame Street, don't you? And I don't know where I got the insight from or the, the thought. And she said, yeah, I love Sesame Street. It's my favorite thing. How did you know? And I'm like, I have got no idea. It was just this instant thought, this feeling. And, and so uh, that was uh, an into me, you see, because it, it came from nowhere. And Laura's not my soulmate. And I, it, we didn't have that feeling together. We were just friends. Uh, and then a couple years later, I think it was my last year of university, and I was uh, taking the bus, and every morning, this girl would take the bus with me, and we'd, we'd chat, and we'd talk, and uh, after a few weeks, I said to her, I bet, uh, I bet you like tattoos and motorcycles and guitars, don't you? <laughs> of course, yeah, she did, and I think it kind of freaked her out, because how would I know that? There was no way to know, but it was just this, this vibe, this something that I picked up from her. Didn't make any sense. We'd only talked you know, like for five minutes while you're waiting for the bus over a few weeks. Just a weird, weird thing. And and those kind of instant into me you see moments have happened briefly here and there throughout time, but those are two that I can remember uh, the most vividly. Laura and the uh, the girl on the bus. It doesn't happen as often as it used to when I was younger for some reason. I don't know if that's an age thing or if when we're younger we're more open to sensing these different uh, insights, I guess you'd call them? I don't know. And in my, uh, in my looking through the, uh, the web, there wasn't really any information on these kinds of things. There, there might be if I uh, dug deeper into the uh, bowels of the internet, but this is just a short podcast, so can't really say too much about that. But uh, what do you guys think? Intimacy? Into me, you see? That, uh, that, that's something that uh, can be instant like that. Uh, I think it's also... If you really get to know someone and they get to know you and there's not too many secrets between you. For instance, uh, I pulled up another definition, soulmates and twin flames. Let's talk about soulmates from this particular website's definition. It says here, different souls that we encounter on our path that are cut from the same energetic cloth as us and are sent to help awaken and challenge us so we can become the best version of ourselves. So a soulmate is on a, on a similar wavelength to us, the same wavelength, uh, same pattern. Maybe that's true. I think this uh, this website that I found is a little bit more out there, you know, like woo-woo, 
kind of uh, weirdness. But I, I like that uh, they think that it's there to help awaken and challenge us so we can become our best versions of who we are. And, and that's what this Soul Forge podcast is about, becoming the best people we can be. And, and then we have the Twin Flames definition. It says here, when our own energetic cloth grows so big with love that our energy splits into two, this other half becomes our twin flame. And this often occurs over many, many lifetimes. So, so that's another thing. If you believe in uh, reincarnation and whatnot, that means your, your soul, uh, your, your essence has connected with the other person's soul or essence over many lifetimes. And that's how you become a twin flame. I don't know if I even believe that kind of thing. I'd like to believe that there's some kind of underlying reality, some kind of fabric that holds the universe together and there's great connections and whatnot. I don't know if there is, but I'll tell you one thing. My ex-wife Bridget and I, I'd known her for years before we got together and, and we'd have had brief conversations. But then one day we actually sat down and had a real conversation about more than just the superficial stuff. And, and it was like an instant connection. It was, it was crazy. It had never happened before, but it felt like a cross between the intimacy you see and the soulmate thing. It was almost like that whole relationship with her. I was on some kind of otherworldly autopilot. I told her things and she told me things that we'd never said to anybody else. I, I felt like I could read her soul, the essence of who she was. Like I understood more than I should have. Even the things we said to each other, there, there was like a depth to it that I can't even explain. And, and it felt like soulmates. Were we? I suppose. Because they, they say that uh, you, you might have many soulmates over your life. And so she was there for a brief time. And, and even my ex before Bridget, Trish, ha has told me that when Bridget and I got together, it was the first time I had done anything specifically for myself in pursuing that relationship. So, I don't know. Uh, for, for the few years that Bridget and I were happy, there, there was such a crazy connection, such a, a depth there, and then it all went away. And it was like a great aching chasm of emptiness. Can't even describe it. It was beyond brutal. And it feels like something that part of me will never get over. Because I had never experienced such a such a depth of connection. And will I ever feel that way again? It's quite possible, but it won't be the same. And that's one thing I've learned from the relationships that I've been in. Each one has a unique signature, its own quantum vibration, if you will, to be all uh, spooky about it. It's just uh, no two relationships are alike. The feelings can never be the same because either... Well, why, why, why would that be? Because the, the people are different, the time in your life is different, the things you've learned have changed over time, so you're never the same person with each person that you're with. And I suppose that you really wouldn't want one relationship to be like another. Although, I have to say, after the breakup with me and Bridget, I, I did try to find my Bridget replacement, and nothing came close, because how could it? Each set of people, each person you're with is unique, can't get that feeling back, and no matter how hard I tried. And it took me quite a while to uh, understand and accept that. And over the last few years, I think I've grown quite a bit, 
that's part of the reason why I started the Soul Forge podcast. And speaking of podcasts, now is a good time to pause and recollect my thoughts. I'm going to play another promo for another podcast on the ESO Podcast Network. So I'll play that and I'll be right back. Do you like movies? Do you like TV? Do you like discussing the temporal effects of non-linear time travel and its implication on the plot of the movie Looper? Uh, okay. Do you enjoy the latest in pop culture news? Do you enjoy superheroes? Do you enjoy discussing the relative merits of superpowers and their effects on human physiology? Anyways, if you enjoy these things, even a small amount, you'll love the Rusted Robot Podcast. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube, and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. TheRustedRobot.Podbean.com What about the concept of connections? Is that similar to intimacy? I think it might be at least partly similar. For example, a lot of times you talk about chemistry or connection, and you see it with couples all the time. I've got uh, several couple friends I know who have amazing chemistry, such as uh, Frank and Martha. Uh, you've met Frank on the Rusted Robot podcast before. And uh, there's, there's other people in my life that are similar. But let's look at a, a pop culture example. Now, go back, I don't know how many years, and think of the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith. This is uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Brad was still with Jennifer Aniston at the time. But there is a scene, uh, I believe, I haven't seen the movie in forever because it's not very good. But there's a scene where Brad is in the bedroom with Angelina and he looks at her and you can see the love in his eyes. And, and he's not acting. It's just true, genuine love. The camera happened to catch it. And it's the most amazing thing that you wouldn't expect to see. So that's, that's a pop culture example of a connection. Now, are they connected spiritually or uh, soulmate-wise? Who knows? We can't say. But look at from the opposite example. I've talked about the connections that I've had, but I don't know the connections that people have made with me. Is it reciprocal? Couldn't say. So look back through your own history. Are there people that uh, said they just had this amazing connection with you? They seem to know you? I don't have any specific examples that I can recall. And maybe that's because I wasn't paying attention to them in the way that they were paying attention to me. It's hard to say. I know, for example, that uh, Trish and I had an amazing connection. Uh, we, we could uh, finish each other's thoughts. Uh, we were on the same wavelength for a lot of times. And she knew me better than I knew myself in some ways. And even if I wasn't necessarily uh, telling the truth or if I was hiding my feelings, she knew what I was feeling. So that's a thing that can happen. The girl I'm with right now, Cheryl, she says that she knows me to my depth and uh, can can read what I'm thinking and knows all my thoughts better than I do sometimes. And And yet when her and I first got together, I could look at her and not know what she was thinking at all. There was nothing behind the eyes that I could discern. Was she, was she mad at me? Was she in love with me? Who knows? I could not tell. And uh, when it came to Lynn, who you may remember from episode 39, she claimed she could not read me at all. And I was such an open book, because I don't hide things most of the time. I, I am just who I am. But she couldn't get past her own, uh, whatever it was, to look into the depths of who I was and see what I was thinking or feeling, even though it was plain as day on my face, because I am one of those people 
that wears my heart on my sleeve. So it's interesting to think about from the opposite point of view. Okay, so to sum up, uh, a soulmate is a person that you have a deep connection with that helps you become the best version of who you are. You can have many soulmates over your life. And so you have uh, maybe your lover. Like, for instance, I had uh, Bridget as my soulmate. And that lasted a short time in university. Stephanie was my soulmate for a short time. We were best friends. We understood each other on, I don't want to say a quantum level, but a deep enough level that we understood who the other person was at their core. That was amazing. And even, I suppose, a soulmate can be an opposite-sex friend. Uh, For instance, uh, my buddy Andrew, who I've known since grade six, we don't get to see each other too often because he lives in the Sioux and I'm up here in Timmins. But every time we're together and hang out and chat, it's like no time has passed. Uh, we have similar interests. We, uh, I don't like the expression that we feed off of each other's enthusiasm for things, but that's exactly what it is. It's just this, uh, this connection that we've always had. Uh, we like similar things and it's amazing. Um, first year university, I met a roommate and his name was Ryan. And a similar thing, Uh, he was like a year and a half older than me. It was just, we connected, and it was awesome. So, yeah, you can have soulmates who are opposite sex friends, you can have soulmates who are lovers, and you can just have, I guess, soulmates who are, yeah, platonic friends as well, which is awesome. There's so many varieties. And then uh, you have your intimacy, intimacy you see, which, of course... You can have with a soulmate, you can have with a lover, you can have with a friend. It's just seeing the other person for who they are. The best part about intimacy, I think, is that it's it's like we're taking off the mask that we're hiding behind and we're showing our true faces to the world or to the person that we're being intimate with. It's like being free, happy and alive. But really, the it's it's just about the, the human connection, I think. It's showing the true essence of who you are to someone, being free to be you and not feeling judged. And that's a very rare thing. So when that happens, that's something to be cherished, I think. Uh, So just to sum up, going back to that uh, website that I found, they describe soulmates. They talk about soulmates and say that they can be relatives, friends, or lovers. Uh, Often the purpose of the soulmate relationship is to help you both grow and evolve into your fullest potential. Uh, Soulmates can come and go from our lives as necessary, but usually their entrance into our lives can feel faded, like we have known them before and that there is a strong bond or connection. And I can tell you that's true. When looking back, that's how it feels. Like, yes, we were meant to know each other. We were meant to have this relationship, this time in our lives. And and that's pretty much how they feel. Because you meet a lot of people in your life, but not everybody comes across as that amount of uh, significant or important. So that's true. Uh, It says here, soulmate relationships can also be romantic. However, they don't have to be. And while we may have many soulmates, we can only have one twin flame. And often the purpose of this relationship is not just romantic. Even though a romantic relationship can occur between between twin flames, the purpose is much, much greater and beyond their earthly plane. When twin flames come together, it is often to achieve something on an energetic level to help expand the consciousness of the planet. See, and that's that's where I kind of lose it. 
I, I do believe that the universe is us become conscious to explore itself. But when, when they when they talk about expanding the consciousness of the planet and whatnot, I don't know. It, it gets a little bit uh, mystical for my liking. I, I like to believe that uh, there is something there. But do I believe in the concept of twin flames? I don't know. It, it just seems a little bit too out there for me. Because it says here in this article, Once you have both learnt to master the relationship, you will both ascend together and complete your work away from the physical dimension of Earth. Unlike soulmate relationships, twin flame, twin flame relationships often don't focus too much on challenges and instead focus more on growth. While soulmate relationships can be awakening and can help you to discover who you truly are, twin flame relationships are about coming together for the service of others. Maybe that's true. I, I don't really know. But it, it just seems... Eh, just not quite it. Uh, so to sum up, soulmate relationships, and they have a bunch of bullet points, they feel fated or destined in some way. The relationship does not need to be romantic, although it can be. There's a strong connection that may change or fluctuate in intensity. There are often challenges presented in order to change or shift things in your life. The relationship brings about a strong life lesson or a change in your life path. The relationship can uncover and release past pains, hurts, and traumas so healing can occur. There can be a strong past life connection. And here's the most important one. The relationship may not last or may feel different once the lesson has been learnt. So that's pretty much how I see the uh, relationship that I had with Bridget. It didn't last and it, it feels different now that the lesson has been learned. And what was the lesson of the Bridget relationship? That there can be a connection, that I can go after what I want and it doesn't necessarily have to work out, but it can. But... What I, uh, what I took away from the whole thing, what I, what I call it spiritual growth or progress, I don't know. But it was a hard lesson. It was uh, a traumatic experience for me. It, it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. And I survived. So I, I guess that's the lesson. That you can go through a whole bunch of stuff, feel a certain way. It can all come crashing down. You can feel it to the depth of your soul and still be okay. And I'm okay, and I'm going to be fine. And I may never have another relationship like that, or I may have a more intense relationship like that, but no two relationships will ever be the same, and that's okay. And I'm okay with that. So that's all I've got to say really right now about soulmates, intimacy, and twin flames. Soulmates I believe in. Intimacy, yes, definitely. Twin flames, that's a little bit out there. It's possible, but I don't know. So what do you guys think? Soulforgepodcast at gmail.com Soulforgepod on Twitter I'd really love to hear what you guys think about this particular topic. Uh, should I have had a co-host on the show to talk about this? Get a little bit of give and take. Should I revisit this topic in the future? What do you think? Let me know. So that's it. Hope you enjoyed my rambling on this topic. Hope you'll uh, tell your friends about the podcast. And even if you don't, I hope you're enjoying it. So that's where I'm going to leave you. Have a great rest of your day. And remember, maybe we feel empty because we leave pieces of ourselves in everything we used to love. This has been another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Contact the show by emailing soulforgepodcast at gmail.com 
or by tweeting SoulForgePod on Twitter. Visit us at SoulForgePodcast.com. And remember, the best way to show your support is by leaving a five-star review in the iTunes store. And, if you would, please check us out and like us on Facebook. The SoulForge Podcast was written, produced, scored, edited, engineered, and directed by Sean Vanderloo. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. For more great content, you can listen to my other podcast, The Rusted Robot. Thanks for stopping by The Forge. We'll keep the fires lit until your next visit. I could do this all day. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.